and welcome to this PwC Talk and Tax podcast. I'm Amal Laghlid, PwC's Global Fiscal Policy Advisory Leader, and I will be hosting this podcast today, and we are going to be talking about the taxation of digitalization. We have seen a lot of news in the last year or so about countries implementing unilateral digital services taxes, or DSTs, on the revenues of the world's largest digital platforms and threats of tariffs from the US in a response. Then last week, the Secretariat of the Organization for Economic Cooperation and Development, OECD, released a proposal to fundamentally rewrite the international corporate tax framework to deal with the challenges posted to it from the digitalization of the economy. This has been described as the biggest change to the international tax framework since it was formalized in the 20s. I'm delighted to be joined by Dave Murray and Phil Greenfield, who both work on our global tax policy team, to discuss what this is all about and what it means in practice for businesses. And I will start with you, Dave, to help us set the scene. What's the problem that needs to be fixed? Hi, hi Amal. And actually, there's, there's a range of challenges that need to be fixed, certainly a range of challenges that have arisen as a, resi- as a result of digitalization and the digitalization of the economy. I think sitting in the UK, we certainly see a lot of media focus on the amounts of corporate tax that very large digital platforms pay in the UK. But the story, I think, is much bigger than that. I mean, our current corporate tax rules are built around attributing profits to the locations where business undertakes physical activities, you know, where the people are, where the assets are. Uh, and, and obviously, in, uh, in, in the modern world, those different parts of the value chain might not be located in the same places where the customers are. I don't know, Phil, if you're seeing the same from other countries? Yeah, I mean, for some countries, it's as much about you know, remote selling, foreign businesses being able to generate significant sales from their citizens and competing with local businesses um, without having a, a significant physical presence there. So that's something that you know, just simply couldn't be done, say, 20 years ago. Yeah, and and another thing that's changed in the last 20 years is is sort of the increasing contribution of the value of intellectual property on on the balance sheets of of large businesses. Increasingly, I think we're probably seeing, and one of the concerns that some countries have, is uh, the increasing centralization of of returns for what are quite movable, intangible assets. And that's causing some policy concerns for other countries. Okay, so not just concerns with large online platforms. So, Phil... How does the UK recent announcement on DST intra intersect with these issues? Yeah, the, the, the UK's digital service tax, DST, is to acknowledge the value that certain digital business models derive from their participation and engagement with an active UK user base. Um, It's stated to be an interim measure pending an appropriate global agreement in the OECD-led project. Um, But the draft DST law just commits the UK Treasury to review it before the end of 2025. So ultimately, maybe a question with these things of whether the global consensus is considered suitable by the UK. and other countries. Yeah, I think that's right. I mean, there are other countries. There's one other country very close to the UK that's already implemented a DST. There are many others around uh, Europe in particular that are thinking about it. They're all slightly different. They're all trying to target um, what they perceive as the user contribution to the value chain. Um, but they are scoped slightly differently. So whether what the OECD can agree to try and bring everyone together will satisfy all countries, um, I think remains to be seen. But but certainly these implementation of these unilateral measures is putting a lot of pressure on the OECD to get agreement on something. Okay, well, thank you both. That doesn't sound like the UK action addresses all of the concerns you listed. 
What did the OECD release last week? Currently, we look at transactions and allocate profits between physical entities um, in line with what pricing they would be if they operated independently or at arm's length. Um, the OECD's proposal, for countries to consider at least, looks at using a different system for large, more consumer-facing businesses um, where digital interaction is significant, either through the data acquired or, or otherwise. Um, so an allocation will first be made of a portion of global accounting profits of high-margin groups or, or possibly a high-margin line of business within the group um, to where consumers or users are located. So that's regardless of any physical presence. Um, there's a lot of parameters in there for the countries to actually decide on in terms of what's large, etc., high margins. Um, but the good news for taxpayers is that there is a potential there for more certainty through better dispute resolution mechanisms um, and beyond any initial apportionment, uh, simplified profit allocations for, for some of the more routine activities. Thank you, Phil. I think the obvious question that we, I have in my mind now is that what, what businesses do we expect to be impacted by these proposals? And what do they mean by consumer-facing businesses? Dave, maybe you could help respond to that. Yeah, I think that's a really good question, Amal. It's certainly uh, something that the business community who are following this uh, are really discussing. You know, what does consumer-facing business mean? And there's not a huge amount of detail in the proposal itself. It's kept at a very high level. Um, it does say um, it, it should apply to businesses that can project themselves into the daily lives of consumers and interact with their consumer base without a, tradi a traditional physical presence in the market. But I think there are some clues in the in the paper that suggest this is not just focusing on what we might traditionally consider to be consumer businesses. It's a, it's a little bit broader than that. And I think a much broader range of businesses or business activities could be included. I think the first reference is, is a very clear reference, suggesting that users of online platforms who view online adverts might be seen as consumers um, themselves for the purposes of looking at the, the whole value chain. I don't know, Phil, did you pick anything else? Yeah, I think, I think there's another suggestion there, Dave, that we may need to look through third-party distributors. Yeah, and I think I think that's an, another point around that. I mean, how do you deal with embedded products then? When you've got a complicated supply chain, which is ultimately ending up at a consumer, but lots of business-to-business -business transactions along the way, where do you draw the line? I think that's going to be the biggest question they're going to have to try and draw in the coming months. Interesting. So what does that really mean for businesses? Well, if, if you ask me, um, higher compliance burden. Certainly, there's going to be more filings that you might have to make. There, are, there's some scope for discussion about how that works. Um, there's going to be less controversy in some areas, certainly, but I think there's scope for new controversy in, in others. Um, so a bit of a trade-off there. Um, and ultimately, there's going to be less control over where tax is paid. Um, and that may, for some groups, at least lead to higher effective tax rates overall. Thank you, Phil. Uh, with my next question, I will probably put you on the spot, Dave. Um, what's the likelihood of the 130 plus countries around the OECD's table agreeing on this proposal? Well, if you're going to put me on the, top, on the spot, I'm going to make some caveats. I think the first thing to know is that this is an, uh, an OECD secretariat proposal. So they're trying to creatively weave together the wishes of, uh, of all the different countries involved. There were some specific proposals on the table already from different countries that were quite different. So they're trying to weave all those together into something that everyone can agree to. 
And what we've come up with at this stage is not endorsed by any individual country or by all the countries around the table. Um, it, it's really something for those countries to consider whether they can agree to. Um, Additionally, there are more proposals to come out later on in the year that will complement these proposals around um, effective minimum tax rates. So making sure that all businesses pay minimum levels of tax on all the profits they make wherever they make it in the world. And, and the two will really need to be agreed side by side as part of one bigger package. So all that said, um, you know, there's a lot of uncertainty around what will and what can be agreed. But there is a clear political sort of momentum behind this. The G20 have committed to agreeing something in January 2020. Um, several individual large countries have also publicly come out and said that they want to agree something in January 2020. Um, and this is the only proposal on the table at the moment that really seeks to unify um, the, the other the other options out there. So I think the, the consultation might sort of might result in a few changes around the edges, but the, the sort of the core basis and all of the uncertainty with it um, will probably be the basis for an agreement at a political level in January. Thank you, Dave. So what happens after that? And how long will we have to wait until we see these fully implemented? Maybe Phil? Okay. Um, just looking at the timeline, um, referring to what Dave said about the other part of the solution coming later this year, um, we probably will get that early November and then another public meeting consultation in December. Uh, and then, as Dave was saying, that, uh, that political agreement in 2020... Um, that countries are happy to go further with the proposals. So those that will then be nuanced during the rest of the year. But culminating, uh, they'll certainly be aiming for an agreement by the end of the, the year. But that still leaves treaties, uh, which will need to be a cha changed to accommodate the new taxing rights and allocation rules. Um, that can take time, obviously, and we're not quite sure how long. Could be through some sort of new convention or multilateral instrument. Um, but ultimately, there may be an, an impact sooner because of the positions that are being taken by tax administrations. They know at that point what's going to come. So they're going to start potentially following those procedures. Thank you. So what should businesses be doing to prepare for these changes? Any final thoughts? Well, I, I do think businesses should be modelling the impact. We certainly have been doing that kind of work with a number of our clients. Um, and even if you agree that a, a kind of deep and detailed agreement is likely to be reached, um, the compliance burden is going to increase. And I think groups really need to kind of gear up for that. Yeah, I, I'd agree with everything Phil said. And, and I would add that another thing that businesses should be doing and, and other stakeholders as well is, is engaging in this debate. I mean, obviously, we have a consultation right now. There will be more consultation next year. As Phil said, this is going to take some time to, to bring in. Um, and what we don't want is to be sitting here in a few years time, um, having agreed this, gone through all of this trouble, you know, changed the law in all the countries around the world and have not solved the problem that, that policymakers want to solve. So it's really important that everybody with sort of any, any value they can add to this debate to feed into the process at any stage over the next year. Thank you very much, Dave and Phil. This was really fascinating. I think we are running out of time, but certainly a lot of food for thought. If you are interested in future podcasts, don't forget to subscribe. And please do leave us a review. We value your feedback or get in touch if you want to discuss any of the issues that we discussed today. Thank you for listening. Mm -hmm.